Welcome to If Not Us Then Who, a fan fiction inspired actual play podcast where we are taking the properties that copyright keeps from us and telling better stories with them, because if we don't, who will? We're currently asking, what if Star Wars was good by going 200 years after The Last Jedi and telling stories in an even doper landscape with characters like... Numi Griff, a Sathari, a pirate, a smuggler, and a bird whose dream is to be a master chef and travel the galaxy. And... Sidara Temple, a bone eater who has been left to her own devices and is now more or less a mercenary and still deeply struggling to not murder the four sensitive people around her. And <laughs> Aishihara, a twitchy Ubizian mechanic with a heart of stolen gold. If, if some of those words meant nothing to you, come to a place where they do mean something. A little less long ago, but exactly the same distance away on If Not Us Than Who. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true, and this week we are continuing and probably concluding our coverage on uh, Why So Serious, the ARG that was made to promote the Dark Knight movie. Why So Serious. Um, Yeah, indeed. Uh, That's my non-Joker impression since Marn's being a buzzkill tonight. Um, (laughs) Before we get started on talking about uh, bats and the men that pretend to be them, um, we need to pitch you all on Extra Life. I was hoping I'd come up with some better uh, transition there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, if I pull up my handy dandy calendar, this episode is coming out on uh, Thursday, November 5th, uh, just two days after that. Uh, we are going to be part of a big charity stream with the Orange Groves. Uh, we are doing Extra Life again, a big 24-hour video game stream, uh, raising money for a uh, local children's hospital and doing it through Extra Life. Yeah. Uh, I The the schedule is already out on Twitter. Um, I'm very excited about it. Andrew's going to play Frog Fractions. Yes. Uh, I will be around for that, obviously. Uh, and I believe me and Ty are going to play Night Trap. That's the plan so far. I got to get you all set up on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. I've heard the game is cool. I just don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's really hard. Hell yeah. It's um, also the reason the, uh, the ESRB got made, basically. That's what I've heard. Is it because of, like... Is my understanding that it's about, like, sexual content, that if you look back at the game now, it's very quaint what they define as sexual content? Is that right? Yeah, correct. (laughs) Okay. Fun. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. I'm excited to see y'all play it. Yeah, uh, we got stuff on the the menu for pretty much everyone. If you like uh, Pokemon, we're doing Champs in the Making, and Jay is doing a big crowd control run of a game. Um, where you can screw with him trying to do a, uh, a speed run of Pokemon Red or Blue. I forget which one. Um, I'm going to be playing Frog Fractions. I'm also going to be ri- uh, beating Riley at Battletech, uh, as always. <laughs> um, we're going to be playing Among Us. We're going to be spooking people with Phantasmophobia. 
Um, we got all sorts of great stuff planned, so you should come check it out and donate to a great cause. Yeah, I'm excited. Hell yeah. Uh, also, if you are listening to this, the episode is already out, uh, but for the Halloween week episode of Dead Letter Society, I uploaded what was basically the proto-pilot of uh, Scaredy Dog spook em up or whatever we called it, <laughs> uh, which was a... Dead Letter Society episode that Andrew and I recorded all the way back in March of uh, us talking about. Oh my god, what the fuck did we talk about? We talked about oh, the guy, uh, the who, guy didn't who didn't like musicals. Like musicals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I talking about the guy who didn't like musicals. Uh, That's and me. it's a really good episode, and you should go listen to it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great uh, YouTube musical about guys not liking musicals. It's great. It's really good. It's one of the few horror properties that Andrew enjoys. (laughs) Mine said, come be on my horror show. And I said, great, but we're talking about a comedy musical. She said, fine. (laughs) We were supposed to talk about a book for that episode, and then we were both like, uh. (laughs) Yeah, we just didn't have it. I didn't have anything to say about it. I read a book and I was like, I got, I read it. It was fine. I don't know what to say. I can't fill time for an hour. I could talk about a musical though. And so we did it. It it also was like the week that quarantine started. And we were both just like, fuck it. Uh (laughs) Let's talk about something we enjoy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You should go check that out. Uh, speaking of deep, dark things that haunt the recesses of my soul, uh, I got some questions to get into, Marn, starting with Sean, who asks, have either of you tried the Dark Knight Rises themed Mountain Dew, Dark Berry? I gotta say I haven't, but this is haunting. I didn't know there were Uh, Batman themed Mountain Dews. I haven't either. So there, there, Mountain Dew does a lot of like tie-in, uh, products. They did Star Wars ones too, I think. Really? Um... Yeah, they had like a Darth Vader flavor, hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was called like it was literally called like Darth Dew or something like that. <laughs> uh, but I also know that uh, there is another Mountain Dew that is Batman themed that was supposed to be coming out for uh, Robert Pattinson, the Batman, the Batman. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yes, but they pushed it back recently, I believe, because they also delayed the movie. Uh, and I know this because friend of the show, Jory, added me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> to say, in 2021, there's going to be a Riddler-themed Mountain Dew thing going on to discover a mystery god. flavor. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot about uh, the Riddler Mountain Dew ARG. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, the uh, it it got leaked to the Do Drinker Discord, uh, because they have like insiders at Pepsi that leak, like <laughs> upcoming flavors of Mountain Dew to them. Um, and like the whole thing was that like you would be able to buy Mountain Dew oh, bottles man. that like you could go to the website, I guess, and like type in a code and like solve a riddle, and you would get like exclusive Riddler rewards. Uh, and, (laughs) and the leaked, uh, the leaked flavor was called Riddler's Brew. Uh, you know what it tastes like, Marn? What? Tastes like Riddle Me Piss. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Riddler's Riddler's Brew is an unreleased Mountain Dew flavor. The existence of this flavor was leaked by an anonymous individual on the Dew Drinker Discord, alongside Major Melon, Baja Punch, Baja Flash, Snapped, and the re-release of Pepsi Blue. He snapped the secret Joker Baja Blast flavor. <laughs> I believe Snapped is a uh is a holiday ginger snap flavored dew that sounds gross oh yeah okay mountain dew snapped is a gingerbread flavored dew i gotta get away from this um (laughs) marn toxic wants to know what's your favorite batman media uh probably the animated series oh you can't go wrong there can you no uh mine's riddler's brew so uh no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mine, I, I gave, uh, Kevin Smith a lot of shit last time for, uh, the widening gyre, but I will say the Batman story that, uh, comes up to me a lot is Batman Cacophony, um, which introduced my favorite villain, Onomatopoeia, but is also a cool story about Batman fighting, uh, Maxi Zeus, who's a character that doesn't show up very often, who's, like, basically a dude that thinks he's Zeus, which is great, um... And the Joker shows up because he does that. It's got some good Deadshot stuff. It's got some good, uh, some good interactions with Batman and the Joker. Um, it's a good one. Uh, it is a it is a far cry from uh, Widening Geyer, the other Kevin Smith <laughs> Batman story that is garbage. I need to read that one. I I don't think I've read it. It's really good. I, I mean. It's really good. I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into it. But there's a lot of good. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if you know this. There's some good uh, content between Batman and the Joker. You know, um, they like each other <laughs> and they talk about it. Um, more recently, I really liked Batman Universe, uh, which is just like it was like a short little like six issue mini series about Batman like traveling around the world and like through time to find this like mysterious artifact that was stolen by the Riddler. Hmm. That's neat. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Nick Darrington did the art, uh, and I really like how he draws Batman. Uh, he drew all of the the more recent Doom Patrol comics, and I really like his art. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Well, hell yeah. Uh, Digital Roadmap writes in and says, "How would you devise an escape for an actor at a live event if money was no object?" Inspired by how they used an SUV to get rid of Joker during this. That's a really good question. I've got I got two ideas. Um, uh huh. One that's completely unfeasible, which is I would use the uh, the Fulton extraction system from Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, you just slap a guy into a backpack and then hit a button, and a balloon pops <laughs> out and yeets him up into the sky. I'm not sure I what happens gonna... after that, but they show up at Mother Base and pledge their loyalty to you. So I guess that would happen. <laughs> I was going to say a helicopter, so I feel like we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> um, the other one that I think would be very cool. I don't know how feasible, I don't know how feasible this one is because I don't know how uh, water works, uh, which is a dumb thing to say out loud, but you'll understand in a second. Um, I would want to track someone down to a dock and then have them like step off of the dock onto a submarine and just submerge. Oh, that's really good. Uh, I think that would be a good way to get someone out of an ARG. <laughs> oh, that rules. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, now that uh now that we're talking about ARG stuff, uh do we want to get into 
Why so serious? The Dark Knight. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you remember what happened last time or do you want a refresh? So I, I remember the basics, which is that um, uh, uh, basically we all set up, um, started off, they had a thing in the park where the Joker was leading a bunch of people around, solving riddles, solving clues, becoming Joker-fied, doing stuff. Um, and then after that, people were sent to go to different... Um, Basically, they found out that uh, there were corrupt cops that were working in, um, they had some like safe houses, or hold on, I think I'm getting two plot points mixed up. A, there's corrupt cops. Uh, Yes. uh, uh, There's corrupt cops. Uh, B, they're trying to take down the mob. The mob has a bunch of like bakeries set up that are their, um, uh, you know, like mob owned businesses basically yes um, including correct. a pie shop that they were going to take down um and as part of it a bunch of players went to different uh bakeries that exist in the real world and got cakes that had cell phones uh buried in them um and that's kind of where we left off there are people tracking down corrupt cops and working to take down the mob and they have uh joker cell phones from cakes yeah, uh, and one of the cops, like, there was, like, an internal investigation that they came to arrest two of the corrupt cops, and one of them got shot mm-hmm. uh, and died, and the cake cell phones uh, eventually, I think, led to a reward that was, like, free IMAX tickets to, like, see a little bit of The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the arg kind of went on hiatus for a little bit. Right. I remember we went on hiatus because um, they were they were planning on doing a hiatus, and then um, Heath Ledger passed away, and so they kind of went on to a longer uh, a longer one than expected. Yeah. Basically, they got this big reward that was like they got to see the first like scene of the movie, and they got the the very first like theatrical trailer uh, unlocked. And then uh, at the beginning of uh, 2008, uh, the game went on hiatus for basically all of January and February. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The only thing that happened in that time was that in February, uh, I believe in HarveyDent.com, which was Harvey Dent's campaign website, updated and... With a message that said, we have the power to change Gotham City. Soon you'll find out how. Sign up here to join the fight for Gotham. And it had a little field where you could put in your email address or phone number, uh, presumably to receive information from Harvey Dent's campaign. Hell yeah. I love getting political texts. (laughs) And then in March, on March 7th, uh, the site proper opened up because before it was just like, a sign that said like Harvey Dent for district attorney I believe in Harvey Dent uh, but then the whole site opened up um, and it changed to like a campaign support website for Harvey Dent's election that had tabs that was like here's how you can take action to like help people vote for Harvey Dent and like here are flyers that you can download and here's a map of like if the Harvey Dent campaign is like coming to your town and hmm. here's where you can submit photos of like yourself with Harvey Dent flyers. 
Um, and people were encouraged to download the flyers and take photos of themselves with them and upload them to the website. Okay. Uh, people also, if they had submitted their phone numbers, got phone calls uh, that was like a, a pre-recorded message of Harvey Dent being like, I'm calling to ask for your support. Go to my website and join the struggle to take back our city. Okay. <laughs> and so it was basically telling the players like, A, the ARG is back, and B, you are now citizens of Gotham who are like working to help Harvey Dent get elected. Cool. Uh, do you want <laughs> do you want me to read well, I'm going to read you some things from the what to do page on <laughs> I believe in harveydent.com. Okay. Which is uh, suggestions of how people can advertise for Harvey Dent. <laughs> Get okay. your friends together and spell out Harvey Dent in human letters. <laughs> Write and perform a Take Back Gotham song. Turn your own car into a dent mobile. Make a human pyramid with other Harvey Dent supporters. Make up a dent dance routine. <laughs> this is literally the Buddha Judge campaign. I know. I was gonna say I can't believe they somehow predicted the Buddha Judge campaign like over a decade before it happened. <laughs> Hey y'all, remember Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> Everyone's favorite podcast host and award-winning author. <laughs> God, okay. Uh also, my old car used to be a dentmobile too, so I get it. <laughs> oh god. Um and there was also the implication that like the Harvey Dent dentmobile would be uh, like visiting people in different towns. I'm just imagining like a white Batmobile. It's just like, hey, I'm cool. <laughs> hey, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and then on March 10th, uh, it updated with a little map of Gotham uh, that had voting districts on it. Okay. Uh, which did not appear to be a puzzle, even though they were numbered. It was just, like, a map of Gotham that was segmented into, like, 20-some different voting districts. Sure. Um, and there... And, yeah, there was a map where you could... Like, a map of the actual United States where you could see, like, ah, the Dentmobile is coming to, like, Portland and Houston and Washington, D.C. <clears throat> okay. And then the next day, March 11th, it updated with uh, calendars where you could actually see, like, what days you could go and see the Dentmobile where you could pick up, uh, like, buttons and t-shirts and, like, campaign stickers for Harvey Dent. Alright, I gotta see this Dentmobile in the wiki. Are there pictures of this Dentmobile? Because I gotta go see the Dentmobile. Y'all making up a fake car without making it? <laughs> How dare you? I think it has to have been real because there were like really events where you could like go and do it. I think. I can't find it. I can't believe nobody took a picture. Unless of this. it's literally just 
I think I got a picture. It's literally just like a white van with dent campaign flyers on it. Jesus Christ. It's just a creepy white van. Oh my god, incredible. Um so yeah, so there was a update to the site that was like, "Hey, here's the schedule uh where you can like find out when we're coming to you." Uh, it also advised people to arrive early because there were reports of police breaking up the campaign setups uh, shortly after they began, which I think was a real life problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm still just stuck on this car. This is literally just a white van with the Harvey Dent sign on the side of it. Can you imagine going to a political rally and this is the like car that they show up as they're like big campaign show-offy thing come see the dentmobile and it's just like a nondescript white van with a sticker god i i i feel like the point is that it had to be nondescript because they had a bunch of them like it wasn't just like one guy driving cross country i think they had like an east coast one and a west coast one yeah these are different rental vans in each picture which i guess are from different events but it is just like I don't know. You got the budget. Send a dude cross country. Build a custom car. <laughs> yeah. You're advertising Batman, for God's sake. You got that Christopher Nolan money. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Can you they imagine say- if the Batmobile was just a nondescript black van like this? It had like the Batman logo on the side. They spent their whole money on those, uh, they spent their whole budget on those cakes. (laughs) Just a money laundering scheme for the head of the ARG's cake business brother. (laughs) God. Um, so... Yeah, so the next day, March 12th, uh, people who had submitted uh, photos to the campaign page uh, were sent voter registration cards from the Gotham City clerk. Cool. I believe it was actually sent to them in the in the physical mail. That's what I'm seeing, because it looks like it was sent to them in like a real City of Gotham envelope, which is very cool. And it came with a letter from the Gotham City Clerk uh, that told them um, that the voting districts in Gotham had been increased as of last year. uh, And it had, like, some information on, like, the new voting districts. And it had a little, like, pamphlet on, like, the the propositions that would be on the ballot okay uh such as proposition d requires gotham police department to make arrest and conviction of vigilantes its lowest priority (laughs) 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 Uh, they also got an email from the harvey dent campaign that was about the dent mobiles uh, and it said that for the people who would be in New York City, they might 
be get to be on TV. Um, and I think in that tape, like in that ta- the like the Dentmobile appearance coincided with like a taping of the Today Show. So there were like a bunch of people in the background of that taping wearing like Harvey Dent shirts. <laughs> Uh, from the voting regist- from the voter registration card mail, uh, people found the websites GothamCityClerk.com and GothamElectionBoard.com, okay. uh, which were both voting information websites. Uh, the Gotham City Clerk website was just one uh, page, basically, that said... Uh, we're currently rebuilding our website because we had like massive server damage <laughs> <laughs> and uh and there's ju- there's just like nothing here right now uh it it had little things that were like candidates for mayor candidates for district attorney but under candidates for mayor it just says coming soon <laughs> <laughs> love a good under construction website yeah uh, Gotham Election Board was the online voting site, and it was also just kind of like a, a coming soon page that was like, hey, keep an eye on this for, like, online voter registration. Uh, March 15th, a couple of people who were affiliated with, uh, like, ARG-related websites and, like, companies and forums got custom packages that had, like, folders of Harvey Dent campaign material in them and like a little press release about the Harvey Dent campaign. Okay. Which was basically just like poking kind of like ARG coverage people like, hey, the Batman ARG is back. (laughs) Which is like a clever way to do it, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah, it's um, the big thing that stands out to me is how with all of these like I don't know, when uh when big corporate ARGs go live, they're sure to like send out press releases. Yeah. Like more args need to do press <laughs> when you send your arg live, send us your press release. That's how we know to cover it. <laughs> Man, do ar- do any args even do press releases anymore? I feel like if they were a big one, they would have some kind of press release. Like if it, not, not a big one, but if they were a um, non-independent, what's the word for that? Um, but like a corporate arg, I feel like would have some kind of press release, even if it. Well, we get. I, I here's the thing: we don't get big corporate args anymore. We get Mr. Peanut died at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like I, 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 I know that sounds kind of flippant, but like. They just don't do the expensive end with minimal interaction. They just do the weird thing in the beginning. And then two weeks later, nobody gives a shit anymore because Twitter's already moved on. See, I feel it's really weird because like you would think that corporate args would be a bigger thing nowadays with how hard it is to keep people's attention. I mean, yeah, I think that it's just that like, I don't know how much attention do I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of my takes on corporate ARGs um, 
is why did they bother? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. And I know that that I mean, sounds harsh, but it's like uh, you you did a big online push and got like what a hundred a hundred people to stay invested <laughs> and involved who would have bought your thing anyways. Like I I I. I, I would love to hear the other end of things besides like the other end of the argument besides just art for art's sake. Cause I get that, but like I get why a company wouldn't do an ARG. I couldn't pitch my company to do an ARG mostly cause we're a referral integration software, but like, I don't know. I, you know, if you're doing, I don't know. I just feel like there's, I can understand why there's little, interest in companies to do a big scheme ARG even if I really wish they would yeah I agree I mean I I was gonna say also I I feel like video game companies are still like the only big companies that really do ARGs and it's honestly probably because they already know that their their like audience their target audience will be into them Mm mm-hmm I'm trying to think. What's the last like ARG big video game ARG you can think of? Um, that's a good question. I know Destiny has done a couple. They've done like in-game puzzles that have solution. I guess that I guess that is technically an ARG, but not like a. It's not an ad, you know, in the same way that like uh, it's more just true. like a quest uh, the, that reaches out of the game. The uh, the Vampire the Masquerade people did that ARG. Oh, d- oh like did they? Like a year ago. Okay. Yeah, they did a tender. And I think they're doing like a sequel one. Cool. Uh, hold up. I'm uh, I'm looking on the Game Detectives wiki. Sure. Um, bu- 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 oh, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds ARG going on like literally right now. Somebody was just really? telling me about that. <laughs> yeah. It started uh, earlier this month, actually. I don't know if it's official. Oh yeah, it totally is. It was. It started on their Twitter account. Huh. Um. Maybe we'll dig into that once uh it ends. I don't. I don't think it's over yet. Um. But somebody sent me a link to it, and I don't remember who it was. But if that was you, uh, props. Because <laughs> now I'm actually gonna look into it. Uh, there was also that, like, weird Fortnite thing that was, like, maybe an ARG. Yeah, Fortnite does weird shit all the time. Though. Like, it's... I don't know. At some, at some point, I... Maybe I'm just needlessly carving a <laughs> distinction, but it's like, well, if it's a quest in a video game, it's not an ARG. It's just, like, a quest in a video game. But what a... You know, it... Yeah. I don't know. There's a million different people, and... I was about to say a million different people and a million different definitions of ARGs. Not that many people care about ARGs, but a hundred different definitions of ARGs. And that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, make more ARGs. Mostly to waste yeah. companies' money. The noblest <laughs> cause. I know there was a there was also a No Man's Sky ARG, I think, back when the game first released. Huh. I wanna say. Wild. Uh that people have asked me if we're gonna talk about and I do want to talk about it because it sounds dope i've read up on it like a little bit hell yeah yeah um now i don't even remember what we were talking about i guess <laughs> batman uh they sent out press releases to other ARG oh yeah they companies. sent out 
yeah, 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 yeah. They sent press releases out to other countries, and I said that uh, other ARGs should do that more. Which I, I still think they should. Mm-hmm. We should just start sending out press releases for the Pepsi Davy ARG. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, people do, people do like, uh, <sighs> um, what was I going to say? People do like press releases for when podcasts come out and stuff it's just like oh that's true like it's it's just like how officially are you doing marketing you know like i I, you know if you've got the money and i don't know this is this is a tangent that i'm cutting out but i i don't know i don't know if i had money and time we'd have like every social media account you can have and be advertising on all of them to generate engagement because that's how you're like quote unquote supposed to do it but like i don't know yeah marketing is hard it's not 2008 anymore no it really isn't (laughs) you can't just send people a folder with your batman stuff in the mail (laughs) Uh, so this was March 15th, and on March 19th, Harvey Dent supporters got a new email, uh, acknowledging the Harvey Dent rallies being broken up by police, and saying that it was a bias against Harvey Dent because of his campaign to stop corruption. (laughs) Uh, but it was, it was a reference to a real thing that happened in Chicago, where uh, the police broke up a crowd that was there for the debt mobile. Okay. And then on the 26th, uh, people got new issues of the Gotham Times in the mail, um, along with new Harvey Dent campaign materials. Um in a big kind of like manila envelope. So they got the issues of the Gotham Times. Uh, they got bumper stickers that said like, take back Gotham City. Uh, they got some kind of various like Harvey Dent stickers. And they also got a new email from Harvey Dent that said basically that he was officially announcing that he's running for district attorney. Uh and now you have to come together and vote for Harvey Dent and tell all of your friends and neighbors about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, the website also got an update basically just to look fancier. Uh, and it had some new campaign stuff that you could download. And it talked a little bit about uh, the unprecedented grassroots campaign for Harvey Dent and uh, how Harvey Dent's uh, campaign headquarters were open for business. And if you were in Gotham, you could go volunteer for the Harvey Dent campaign. Okay. Uh, and it also had a little section that was like, why vote for Harvey Dent? And it, it was basically like, because he's going to put those dirty cops in jail. <laughs> and also he hates crime. <laughs> Did you know 
that what crime is... has skyrocketed 97% in Gotham over the last four years, Andrew? <laughs> What's he running for? District attorney? Is that right? District attorney, okay. yeah. There's a second where I was like, wait, what is he running for? Governor? But that makes sense. I forget you have to uh, you have to to become district attorney. You have to get elected to that. Turns out some we- district attorneys just want to do crimes, but not Harvey Dent. <laughs> not Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent wants Harvey- to stop crimes. And he's gonna go after the mob. Mm-hmm. Did you know that murders in Gotham are up 78%? They can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> um, and the new, uh, the new issue of the Gotham Times, their headline news was Harvey Dent joins race for Gotham DA. Uh, his, there was also a little, uh, feature on his opponent the acting district attorney roger garcetti who vowed to run the cleanest campaign in gotham history (laughs) okay and said that harvey dent was running a vicious smear campaign against him he's spending so much money on all these vans (laughs) um and they and there was like a, a statement from the guy's publicist that was like all of these things that the debt campaign is saying about district attorney Garcetti being connected to the mob definitely aren't true. And it doesn't matter that the last guy who ran against district attorney Garcetti uh, dropped out of the race because we mysteriously found his drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, there's also a article on Batman stopping a mob melee. Okay, good work. Uh, it was, there was a, a, a Chechen festival that ended in mob violence that, like, Batman showed up and, uh, and had to defuse, um... There was a story, Health Department Assures City Jump in Fear Toxin Cases No Cause for Alarm. The, I I love this stuff so much more than I ever give a shit about the stuff that's going to be in the Dark Knight. I know. <laughs> Maybe this is just because I'm looking at this all in reverse, so I don't see that like to me it's like ah this stuff is the ad for the future movie but this stuff is the stuff for the past movie but like it's so much funnier hearing about like gotham recovering from the last movie than what i know is going to be a uh, major plot point in the upcoming movie <laughs> yeah this article is really funny uh, a rise in Gotham's weekly fear toxin cases is no reason to panic, said GHG Commissioner Janice Greatly. While previous weeks have shown an average of 22 citizens infected with fear toxin, 34 people were afflicted in the last week of February, according to health department reports. Greatly blamed a statistical anomaly for what appeared to be the rise in cases. She said the bump in fear toxin victims was most likely a result of how our bureaucracy works. <laughs> Oh boy. It hits a little too close to home these days. 
I know. This is like the Batman content that I like, though. Just like the <laughs> tired bureaucrats who have to deal with like people getting poisoned with fear toxin. Yeah, it's very funny. This just like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, there were some editorials. One was about how they shouldn't arrest Batman yet. Uh, <laughs> it presented a pro-Batman argument. <laughs> uh, there was also poisoned cakes lead to delirium. There was a rash of poison cakes uh, that were declared a health emergency in Gotham. <clears throat> okay. Uh, there was one about a teen uh, who created a Gotham news website that collected, like, uh, city trivia and, like, insider political rumors um, called the Maiden Avenue Report, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Okay. Uh, there was also a article called Gotham Beekeeper Killed in Bizarre Bee Mauling. <laughs> Um, there, there's like an impressive amount of articles in this. Uh, mystery deepens as family found dead at carnival. Group claims foul play behind elephant deaths. A lot of these are like stuff that the Joker clearly did. Sure. <laughs> um. Uh, there was a story about the Gotham Wax Museum. Uh. Uh, implementing a Batman wax figure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Over a hundred Arkham inmates declared dead by internal investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was also a story about uh, the family of the um the uh the cop that got shot in the House of Pies arrest uh suing Gotham City Hall hmm. and uh and Harvey Dent because of his tip line indirectly leading to uh Carl Braidup the dirty cop being shot. Okay. Uh which may become relevant later, I'm not sure. Um but in this article, uh, there were a bunch of new websites found, as you may imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one is oh, there was also a, an Easter egg uh, that of the Riddler. Ooh. Uh, there was a letters to the editor section, uh, and one of the letters was uh, an anti-Harvey Dent letter called Dent Cannot Be Believed, uh, which was sent by Edward Nashton, who is, like, one of the Riddler's aliases. Okay. Neat. Yeah. And there was, there was like, a little, a, a couple little, like, Batman Easter eggs in there. There was, like, uh, there is an ad for like the the club that the penguin owns, the Iceberg Lounge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other websites that were found 
were uh, DanaWorthington.com. Dana Worthington was the third candidate for Gotham City DA. Uh, she was running against Harvey Dent and Roger Garcetti. Um, her website had a open letter to the citizens of Gotham City on it that basically said, like, Harvey Dent is... His whole me- message is, like, self-serving, but, like, I am a Gotham victim's advocate, and I think that we need a DA who, like, stands for the citizens who have, like, been the victims of supervillain attacks, uh, and, like, someone who actually cares about that instead of just, like, stopping corruption. I mean, that checks out on some levels, like... (laughs) Yeah. That's a reasonable Um, reason to like or dislike a campaign. Yeah. And it had a little thing where you could sign up for her email listing um, and you would get like an autoresponder that said like, thank you for your interest in my campaign. Like we're a very small operation and we can't always answer emails personally, but your support is important to me. Okay. Yeah. And they also found citizensforbatman.org, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is a a group uh, that got together in support of Batman. Their website has a big banner that says, Don't let City Hall arrest Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad dream. Gotham citizens are under attack. We've been attacked, robbed, knifed, assaulted, even murdered. Then Batman appears. For the first time, we have hope. Batman proves we can fight back against the sociopaths, thugs, and scum that have ruled Gotham for too long. And now City Hall wants to arrest Batman. Fight back. Fight back for Batman. (laughs) I mean, sure. On the other hand, one could definitely argue that Batman is a sociopathic thug who's taking control of the city. So... I got complicated thoughts on Batman. It's one of those things where, like, I like him as a character in a story, but, like, if you're someone that, like, supports Batman, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, let's take a step back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And they had a little thing that was like, we meet every Thursday at the Gotham Community Center and every Sunday at St. Swithin's Church. Um and they had a little thing they had like a, a contact email uh that you could send emails to and you would get an auto reply that was like thank you for expressing your interest in joining citizens for batman the easiest way to join is by attending one of our meetings if you can't attend you can always lobby city hall to support batman and stop any talk of his being arrested <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they found out that the head of uh, Citizens for Batman is a guy named Brian Douglas, uh, who is in the movie the guy that Joker uh, dresses up as Batman and murders. Oh, cool! Yeah, from the so the video or whatever, little... right? Yeah, just a just a fun little tie. Interesting. Uh, and there was another website that they got to from uh, Citizens for Batman, uh, where on their website it says that they used to meet at Rossi's Deli, um, and from there they got Rossi's Delicatessen.com, uh, 
which is another Gotham restaurant that I am going to guess is another mob-owned restaurant. (laughs) That seems like a good guess. Just a real shot in the dark here. Because uh, it is an Italian deli, so I'm just going to make that called shot. <laughs> yeah, I've been around the block a time or two. I feel like I got a good hunch on what this might be. <laughs> uh, but they also had a email address and a phone number. Uh, the phone number just had a uh, automatic message that said their hours... Um, and you would get an auto reply if you emailed them that, uh, had their lunch specials in it. Okay. And then from the Gotham Times, there was also, they got the Gotham Cable News website, which was gothamcablenews.com, uh, because there was a story about a cable outage in Gotham, um it had a press release on it uh that said uh Comcast Gotham breaks first ground in mammoth effort to bring high definition cable internet and telephone service to Gotham City. It's so funny to hear the phrase Comcast Gotham. I know. It's very funny. Uh and basically that was like all it was. It was just like, "Hey, uh, Gotham is launching this like exclusive uh, cable news channel and here's like the press release about the mayor bringing Comcast to Gotham fuck <laughs> everyone, everyone cheer rejoice rejoice we finally get Comcast <laughs> uh, St. Swithin's Church uh, website updated uh, to have a holiday schedule for their St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, what else did they find? Uh, they found the Maiden Avenue report, uh, which was that teenager-run uh, website that was basically like a, a Gotham tabloid um, that had just like a bunch of teen stuff on it that was like mood pissy listening to radiohead (laughs) parents are acting weird as usual god gotham truthers continue to insist that plane crash into gotham tower was terror fuck batman analysis reveals most likely to emerge between 10 p.m and midnight (laughs) Batman analysis. <laughs> Batman analysis. Oh, that's so. Uh, funny. And it had a bunch of, <laughs> yeah, it had a bunch of stuff about like the the DA race and like Roger Garcetti. There was stuff about like the the elephants in the zoo dying, um, and. Batman, like Citizens for Batman. Uh, there was like a little tabloid story on like Bruce Wayne getting together with like a cocktail waitress. Okay. Just like stuff you would expect from a Gotham tabloid website run by a teenager. Sure. 
Uh, a bunch of the other websites also updated, including um, got the Gotham Cab website, the Gotham City Rail website, and the Gotham Police uh, Secure Internal Documents site, okay. which you may remember is just gothampolice.com slash <laughs> secure internal documents. <laughs> right. Um, they, so they found out that, uh, the Gotham cab business had shut down. Okay. Uh, because their voicemail had been updated to announce a suspension of service. Um, because I think they had found out, uh, earlier in the ARG from the phone number because occasionally like the the Gotham City cab uh phone number would update with like a new audio message uh they found out that Carl Braidup the cop that had been the dirty cop that had been killed was one of the founding members of this like cab service company okay and so now they're they're shutting down because he was shot gotcha um and they found a voicemail message uh, that was left by the Braidup family lawyer to uh, Carl Braidup's wife that uh, said that he was like filing a motion against seizure of assets to try and get the business back, uh, but he didn't expect a lot to come of it. Okay. Uh, the Gotham City Rail website updated to announce a renovation project, um, being funded by Wayne Industries, uh, but it had been delayed by four to six weeks. The Gotham Victims Advocate Foundation updated to announce Dana Worthington's candidacy for district attorney. Uh, secure internal documents updated yeah to have a new document about a investigation into use of deadly force by a Gotham police officer okay um officer Frank Notaro testifies that he was walking home from a late night movie at 2am down Jackson street when he heard gunshots he ran to the sounds, which is the alley in the 1300 block of Jackson between Columbus and Madison. There he witnessed a man holding a semi-automatic weapon shooting at passersby. Um, basically, the this like police sergeant says that he shot a guy who was using a semi-automatic gun to just like shoot at random civilians. Um, but the but the person writing the case file notes that it his story didn't make any sense with like the way that the guy was positioned and like how close he was to shoot this guy um and like the the injured passersby were like shot by a completely different weapon and it was all very like weird and fishy um you tell me and a cop <laughs> might have lied to justify his own use of lethal force <laughs> uh and it recommended uh investigation and it said that uh in October the investigation had been rejected for budgetary reasons and then in March the case file was declared closed. 
Okay. Um, and ba 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 ba. The next thing that happened was uh, also on March twenty sixth. Uh, owners of the cell phones that they had gotten out of the cake um, from the Joker got a text message hmm. that said. Uh, hey, clown, long time note, crime spree. Well, put on your flappy shoes and answer this question. Are you ready to get to work? And if you replied yes, uh, it said, glad to see you're still alive and kicking. I'll be in touch before April Fool's. And people who didn't reply in time got a custom message that said, sorry, you were a little slow on the draw this time around, clown, but don't worry, the circus ain't over. Okay. On March 28th, uh, the Ha 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 Times update uh, went through with a parody of the new issue of the Gotham Times. Uh, you may remember that the Ha 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 Times is the Joker's website where he just like Joker-fies the Gotham Times. I did remember the Ha 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 Times, now that you mention it. Yes. Uh, and he changes the headlines to stuff like Batman stops up toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the Joker has a little bit too much time on his hands if he's doing this. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a plan, Marn. He just kind of does things, you know? <laughs> Oh, I'm just looking at his his fake uh his fake headlines. Uh, Braid up widow convinces House of Pies to name dessert after slain off after slain officer. God. <laughs> uh, there was also a a little like 42 entertainment inside joke, uh, where he changed the uh the beekeeper article to say i hate bees <laughs> that's funny <laughs> uh and there were circled words throughout the pages uh that could that were a puzzle that could be solved by counting the words place within each paragraph uh so if the 13th word in the paragraph was circled the associated letter would be m uh, and the message that you got by solving all of those uh, was, Made you look again. Nothing here. Red herring. Seriously, how many times are you going to fall for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same day, the Gotham City Clerk website updated with links to both of the other... Um, district attorney candidates besides Harvey Dent, which were DanaWorthington.com and TrustGarcetti.com, which was a new website that was the campaign site for district attorney uh, Roger Garcetti. Okay. uh, Which claimed that Harvey Dent had a mad lust for power. (laughs) My favorite politician, (laughs) Roger Garcetti. (laughs) Uh, And he would, and it, clarified that Roger Garcetti was the candidate being endorsed by the Gotham Police Union. Oh, good. (laughs) Who said that Harvey Dent was a runaway prosecutor. Roger Garcetti has the... (laughs) This 
This ARG may be the first time in history that the cops aren't like super into a prosecutor. This prosecutor has too much power. (laughs) Roger Garcetti has the integrity, the toughness, and the judgment to lead and win the war against crime. He is the best friend police have ever had, and we endorse him strongly. Cool. This might be the first, like, extremely anti-cop ARG that we've covered. <laughs> um, it also had a volunteer email that you could send uh, that you would just get an auto response for. Uh, there was a support section where uh, it told you that you could head to your local Garcetti campaign office to get some yard signs. Ooh. Uh, and it had a little, like, who is Garcetti page? Uh, the endorsements. The Gotham Fraternal Order of Police says, Garcetti has the experience and partners with police to stop crime. The Italian Heritage Society of Gotham says, Roger Garcetti's dedication and loyalty make him the candidate to trust. Oh, boy. (laughs) Italian Heritage Society of Gotham. (laughs) (sighs) I do love it when things are just like, oh, the mob, Italians, right? That's what they do. Oh, God. Uh, And then on March 30th, uh, the owners of the Joker cell phones uh, got called on the phone. Uh, and 17 of them, uh, the 17 who had replied to the text message on the 26th, uh, were each given a single letter, and they were told to share the letter with other accomplices. Okay. Um, and the letters, when they were put together and unscrambled, uh, they... Uh, they spelled out clown travel agency um, and there was also a text message sent out that said here's a few bookend letters to add to your 17 to make the destination clearer and those deanagram to www and com so uh, they had to go to clown travel agency.com okay uh, which took them to a website that was for the time being, a picture of a suitcase and an envelope that said departure date 401. Okay. So, April 1st. Uh, yeah, and a couple other things happened on the 30th. Uh, the Harvey Dent's campaign website updated uh, along with a call that went out to supporters uh, referencing the group Concerned Citizens for a Better Gotham. Uh, there was a website found uh, that was ccfabg.org. Uh, Concerned Citizens for a Better Gotham was a anti-Harvey Dent group uh, that Harvey Dent uh, called a group of malevolent individuals. <laughs> uh, and it had an attack ad uh, by the GCPD where they accused Harvey Dent of getting innocent officers arrested. Uh, it said Harvey Dent is a corrupt media crazed inquisitor who is betraying his duty to the public by sending innocent cops to jail. God. 
Um, and it had a story about like eight different cops giving stories at a at a press conference, uh, talking about how Harvey Dent is a dishonest, corrupt, out of control prosecutor. Uh, Concerned Citizens for Better Gotham is a group of over a hundred concerned businessmen, police officers, and residents who work tirelessly for a better Gotham City. Uh, they also had a email mailing list. Uh, to which you would get an auto-response about, uh, please continue to check the website for further details on how you can help defeat Harvey Dent. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the um, the emails were signed by Joseph Candeloro Esquire, and the players found Joseph Candeloro's personal business website, uh, and they found out that he was a lawyer. Uh, his website is uh, josephcandeloro.com and it is a website for the law offices of Joseph Candeloro. Uh, and he handles family law cases in Gotham. Okay. And it had his phone number and email address. And again, you would get a little... Uh, a little autoresponder if you if you emailed the email address. Okay. Um. Ba, 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 ba. There was also um on the thirty first um I believe in Harvey Dent uh campaign people started to receive a citizens for a better gotham package in the mail um and they had kind of these like defaced harvey dent buttons where half of the button was like burned off so harvey dent only had half a face oh weird that's neat that is strange imagery and (laughs) yeah i wonder what that could be about i don't know that's neat (laughs) Just like a fucked up thing to do to a button, I guess. I one of the dumbest things that I think that this series did of the uh, the Dark Knight was that uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna make Harvey Dent a proud, upstanding guy, but he's also kind of two faced. There's the part of him that really hates cops and wants to track down dirty cops, and then he's also kind of two faced, and there's a darker side of him that really, really hates cops and wants to track down dirty <laughs> yeah. cops." It's like, all right, guys. You really get yeah. the character. Flip a coin, I guess. <laughs> to be fair, I think that could be an interesting take on Two-Face if they had bothered to do anything besides, like, have actual Two-Face show up for, like, more than the last 15 minutes of the movie before getting shot and dying. Uh-huh. yeah. You could have made it. They could have made it interesting. You're absolutely right. They could have. Yeah. Like, you just gotta do more with it. (laughs) It's okay if that's your take. You just can't have him, like, actually be Two-Face for, like, ten minutes and then, like... Does Commissioner Gordon shoot him? I don't remember that right. I think so. He, like, gets shot and then immediately dies. Like, he doesn't even... He barely even does anything. No, he doesn't get shot. Batman tackles him, or whatever. Oh, yeah! And then they tumble off of a... 
dock or something and hit the ground. Yeah, and then they're like... And the Batman's like, I guess technically I killed him. Yeah, they're, they're just like, he's dead now. And Batman gives the single least intelligible speech in film history that everyone acts like is profound. I'm not a big Dark Knight guy, y'all. <laughs> I need to rewatch it, but like... I remember being disappointed by that because, like, I thought that they were setting him up to have, like, a multiple movie arc where he would, like, become Two-Face at the end of The Dark Knight and then, like, come back for the next movie as, like, a major villain. And then they were like, just kidding, he dies. Yeah, but didn't you know that Batman's the hero that Gotham needs but doesn't want right now? Or that they deserve but doesn't (laughs) need? Hold on. Wait. He's the hero that Gotham wants... But can't have. <laughs> I think it's isn't it? He's the he's not the hero they deserve, but he's the one they need right now. Am I wrong about that? I don't know. Everyone acts like it's a profound monologue, but it's not. At the end of the movie, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon just goes, "I don't know. Our relationship to Batman's kind of fucked." But yeah, I mean, it's like I d- I don't like the way they did Harvey Dent because they set it all up with like the whole like. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And then he doesn't really live long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> yep. He becomes the villain for five minutes and then immediately dies. Well, instead of trying to pursue criminals down a legal path, he becomes a vigilante, which makes him the villain. Unlike Bat... Hold on. Wait, hold on. I'm going to ponder this. Why don't we keep going with the ARG? <laughs> so April 1st comes around. Uh, and a bunch of the websites get updated, including a Clown Travel Agency. Um, but also, I believe in Harvey Dent uh, gets updated. Truscar City gets updated. Uh, Joseph Candeloro and... Uh, citizensforbatman.org along with also uh, Made an Avenue Report. Uh, Citizens for Harvey Dent uh, gets updated with a news update that says Dent rallies support as he fights against false smears uh, which is mostly just talking about like Harvey Dent is fighting back against this like vicious smear campaign and trying to figure out who's behind concerned citizens for a better Gotham. Um, uh, Roger Garcetti's website updates with a news post that says uh, it is becoming obvious that Harvey Dent will not resign his post and withdraw from the race, even when it is clear that he has operated outside the rule of law. Okay. Uh, Dana Worthington's uh, website updates uh, saying that she wants to comment on the quote-unquote political shenanigans going on right now. I was basically like, hey, I'm not involved in any of this, but it's kind of fucked up that these other two candidates are just, like, shouting back and forth at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I have bad news for you about literally every political correspondence. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Candeloro... As voicemail uh, updates, it would just it was discovered slightly before this that you could call his phone number and uh, put in the pin number that was the price of 
Joe's favorite on the menu at uh, Rossi Delicatessen uh, and find a voicemail message uh, for him from uh, Rossi of Rossi Delicatessen uh, saying congrats on your little project. Our friends are pleased uh, in reference of uh, in reference to the citizen, the concerned citizens for a better Gotham. Uh, they also found another one. Uh, they were given Rossi's personal phone number from that, and they found uh, the pin for that uh, by using his mother's name, which was also listed on like Rossi's delicatessen. Okay. Uh, which was he, and they found that he had a voicemail from a. I guess like a mob hitman called the Iceman. <laughs> That's Mr. Freeze. He's a Batman villain. <laughs> uh, saying, uh, you're a great Gotham citizen. You call me on my private line anytime. Okay. Uh, and on April 1st, there was a new, uh, there was a new message on Rossi's voicemail. Uh, from, uh, Francis Nataro, who was in a interview for the Gotham Times. I can't find what article it was in, but it was basically just saying like, hey, uh, I didn't know that I was going to be the person to talk to the Gotham Times, but I don't think that interview went very well and I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Um... I think it was they they did like a story on uh on the the like citizens for Batman or whatever. Gotcha. Um and then they had a new uh a new message on Candelora's voicemail uh which said it's me Iceman. What do you know about this bowling thing? Everyone's talking about it. I don't like it at all. And we will get to the bowling thing. Okay. Uh, it's also established that the ma the the mobsters and like the cops call Joseph Candeloro Giuseppe, uh, which probably means that he is also connected to the Italian mob. Probably. I feel safe in saying that anyone in the Batman universe who has an obviously Italian name is connected to the mob. You really can't <laughs> swing a cat without hitting a mobster in the Batman universe. So you're probably not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're probably onto something. <laughs> um citizensforbatman.org was updated uh on a uh was updated on April 1st had a story about Batman lassoing a criminal <laughs> to save someone from being mugged okay uh and they were like hey we invited this woman who like Batman saved uh, to come and, and speak at our next meeting. She's a dental technician and she's going to offer us discounts on teeth cleaning. Great. <laughs> uh, Maiden Avenue report was updated. Mood chipper listening to Spark of Life. Parents are acting out on date night. <laughs> uh, had a bunch of conflicting reports about Harvey Dent. Uh, Gotham Bar Association moves to D-Bar Dent. Mayor Garcia, Harvey Dent has shamed Gotham City. City Hall janitor, Harvey Dent tried to throw away incriminating evidence. Uh, 
and clan travel agency also updated. Uh, it was updated with basically the same image of the suitcase and the envelope, but the envelope was open this time. And you could open the envelope and click on it to see a message that said, ready to have a ball? A special bag of fun awaits the first to claim it, but you'd better strike fast. There's no time to spare. And it had a list of locations of bowling alleys. The idea of Dent being someone who makes up evidence to track down dirty cops and put them away, like subverting the legal system he's trying to uphold, that's an interesting take on a Two-Face. Exactly. It'd be cool if they did that. It would be cool if they did that. They didn't, though. <laughs> they didn't. Um, so, yeah, so the Joker gave uh, players a big list of bowling alleys to go to. Uh, there were some in uh, England, France, China, Brazil, and all over uh, the United States. Uh, all of the ones that were abroad had, like, specific instructions that were like look for the man in black under the murphy sign and ask for code name um and all of the united states one had locker combinations i don't know why i'm surprised that bowling alleys exist outside the u.s yeah yeah i don't know why i'm surprised by that Uh, And each one of these people who went to these locations uh, got a bag with a green and purple bowling ball and a evidence bag inside of it. Cool. Um, And engraved on the bowling ball was a phone number. And the evidence bag contained a cell phone charger, a a Joker card, and a message from the Joker uh, telling them to call the phone number to complete the task. Okay. And they got the same uh, pre-recorded message that they'd gotten the last time for the cell phone tasks that said, thank you for calling Rent-A-Clown. Now we know who you are. (laughs) Uh, Once every task had been completed, the website was updated with a new message from the Joker uh, that said, good job, clowns. You've proven that you're kingpin material, so I've got a job that's right up your alley. Head over to acmesecuritysystems.com slash Delos and see if you can disable a certain alarm system for me. The password is needle. Be sure not to use a phony email address. It'll be okay. I promise. Okay. So they went to acmesecuritysystems.com slash Delos. Uh, you may remember Acme Security Systems was a website they already had because uh, it had been briefly mentioned on another website. Okay. Uh, the background of the page was a bunch of security screens that showed Arkham Asylum, uh, Wayne Tower, Gotham National Bank, uh, and if you put in your name, phone number, and email address, uh, it would call you immediately on the phone, (laughs) uh, and, and you would get a voice print identification system, uh, and if you put in... Uh, if you said the password needle, you would get a message from, uh, Jim Gordon. Okay. Uh, who would say that, uh, they had been tracking this number and if you didn't want to go to jail for aiding the Joker, you had to help the Gotham Police Department. (laughs) (laughs) 
major crimes has been squatting on this page and like we have your IP address now. Got him. <laughs> hey Martin, I don't know if, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh crime doesn't pay. Crime crime indeed doesn't pay. And so you can take that to the bank. Uh, and so major crimes the major crimes unit of the GPD had now employed all of these players who were supposed to be working for the Joker. Okay. And then the next day, uh, or a couple days later on April 4th, uh, the website for the Gotham Police Major Crimes Unit went active. Uh, And it basically didn't have a lot on it. Uh, It talked about how The major crimes unit was organized to deal with Gotham's most serious crimes. Um, It talked a little bit about, like, the fear toxin disaster. And it talked about how uh, Jim Gordon was the new head of the major crimes unit. Okay. And it had an email address that you could send an email that was... And you would get an auto response that said, uh, if this is... Regarding a major crime, we will route your email to the correct individual and follow up the lead. If this is regarding a minor crime, please contact another unit. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that 90% of major crimes work is telling people, that's not major enough for us. (laughs) Just got one guy that's like, eh, shoplifting's down the hall. Um, April 6th, uh, there... The players found a clue on wearetheanswer.org, which was Harvey Dent's kind of tip line website that you could put in names of different cops uh, and get responses. Someone put in Francis Notaro and got a mysterious string of base 64 uh, that that translated to ref IAB and then a string of numbers and they got three of those. Uh, and they realized that those were uh, document codes for the secure internal documents section of the Gotham PD website. Okay. And the first one was a Notaro wiretap. Uh, the GPD wiretapped a conversation between this dirty cop, Francis Notaro, and Rossi of Rossi's Delicatessen. Uh, Notaro says to Rossi that he knows that Internal Affairs is after him uh, and that they're sniffing around. uh, And Rossi basically is like, all right, but you can't just like leave the mob. (laughs) Like, you know that, right? Like, you can't just quit. Like, we'll kill you if you quit. There's one very formalized process for leaving the mob, and uh, (laughs) it involves cement shoes. Yeah. Uh, The second second document was a copy of Francis Notaro's bank statement uh, that had multiple $10,000 deposits from a JC who was speculated to be Joseph Candeloro. Um, There was also a large payment to a travel website, uh, which suggested that he was looking to leave Gotham. Okay. 
And the last one was a DNA evidence report on uh, the guy that Notaro shot um, who uh, was a like like a known criminal um, who was definitely assaulting a woman in the area um, but he was he was in the middle of being charged and the DA office had like determined that his case was gonna be thrown out uh, because of unlawful conduct on like the part of one of the investigators and it was likely, that Notaro had probably shot him because, like, the DA office wasn't going to uh, prosecute him, I guess was kind of the implication. Okay. Um, but there was also DNA evidence that this guy, Richard Gold, who Notaro shot, uh, had not been involved in the um the the crime scene that uh they had taken samples from um and there was like this other this other guy who whose dna like did show up at the crime scene and it was possibly that like notara was trying to cover it up okay um, and, and people were like, oh, maybe, like, Notaro killed this guy who he thought was involved in this crime, and he, like, went to the mob for help covering it up, uh, but then when the investigation got reopened, it, like, uncovered all of these, like, mob ties and, like, weird shit going down in the D- in the DA's office. Um, and... These documents uh, led to, mostly the bank statement, uh, led to two new websites, which were uh, gcfairies.com and kinsleytravel.com. GC Fairies was the website for the Gotham Ferry System, uh, which basically just had some information on the Gotham Ferry line and some fairy facts (laughs) uh, and a email that people could contact for info and a hotline uh, that told you if the ferries were operating normally. Okay. Uh, Kinsley Travel was a Gotham uh, travel agency that also sometimes popped up in a banner ad on the Maiden Avenue report. Uh, and they also had a auto reply email and a phone number. Okay. This ARG had, like, a lot of just, like, flavor websites that didn't really lead yeah, anywhere. Like... <laughs> um, but, 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 uh, madeinavenuereport.com updated again, um, on April 6th, which had... A bunch of new tabloidish articles about Harvey Dent polling very low, uh, a new attack ad against Harvey Dent, uh, Dent volunteer jumps off Dent HQ roof, despair at Dent HQ as support plummets. 
Jesus. Uh, Gotham Bar Association sets meeting to disbar Dent. Uh, is police hero Frank Notaro the last cop Dent will ever persecute? Um, and it had also a uh, it alluded to a future interview with uh, Frank Notaro uh, and people found that by just like attempting different file names <laughs> on like the Gotham Times portal. Okay. Uh, and they eventually found an MP3 of the interview um, between Frank Notaro and a reporter called James Levine. Um, and they talked a little bit about uh, Harvey Dent filing uh, charges against him. And um, eventually the reporter is like... Because Notaro, like, accuses Dent of basically, like, making up charges and, like, looking for dirt against him. And eventually the uh, the reporter's like, so you're saying that Harvey Dent walked into your precinct station, threatened you to give false testimony, and then offered you cash to do it in the middle of a police station? <laughs> <laughs> And Notaro was like, this is bullshit. I don't have to say anything to you. And, like, leaves. <laughs> um, I swear it was Harvey because... Dent, but he only looked at me with the right side of his face. It was real weird. Because <laughs> he's saying, like, yeah, Harvey Dent, like, uh, paid paid me and, like, 14 different people off to, like, give testimony against this, like, mob. Right guy who was like actually a good man that would never shake people down for their mm-hmm. money <laughs> was a good guy uh, and this is yeah and uh they also found some new uh some new voicemails on joseph candeloro's uh account um there was one from the ice man <laughs> <laughs> That was like basically bragging about how they were attacking Harvey Dent and like getting his polls numbers down. Uh, there was one on Rossi's voicemail from uh, Frank Notaro uh, that was like, "Hey, like I can't believe you released another video with my face in it. Internal Affairs is gonna go apeshit on that one. Like I want out of this whole <laughs> mob business." Um, and I think from there people realized that there was probably a new attack ad out and they found, uh, a new attack ad, uh, on the, um, the, uh, Citizens for a Better Gotham website with the cops in it. Uh, there was also a Maiden Avenue report put up a video clip, uh, that... Uh, or they put up a thing that referenced a video clip of Rachel Dawes uh, giving support to Harvey Dent. And that was also found in like the back end of the Gotham News website. Uh, it was just like a little ad clip that was like, I know Harvey Dent and he's a cool guy. <laughs> uh, citizens for Batman updated with a bunch of new... 
uh, little blurbs about why Batman is cool. <laughs> he hides a car. Uh, one of them like talked. Head. One of them talked about an eleven-year-old who won the citywide essay contest with his report entitled "We Owe Our Life to Batman." God. <laughs> He's the bravest man I've ever seen, Little Frankie said, even braver than my dad, the president, and the whole army. For a second, I thought he was saying that his dad was the president. (laughs) Oh my god. These have some great, like, witness testimonies. He swooped down from that building over there. One minute I'm getting pushed around by a couple of punk kids, and the next minute he's saving my hide. What a guy. God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Batman good, actually. Apparently. Uh, On April 9th, uh, Harvey Dent supporters got an email saying that Harvey Dent was still in the race, despite, you know, everything that was going on. (laughs) Uh, It also said there uh, that Harvey Dent was going to give a live-streamed press conference uh, on April 13th. Okay. uh, To address the slanderous and untrue charges against him. Okay. Uh, they also clarified that the Gotham uh, Machinist Union had not withdrawn their endorsement of Harvey Dent. They had only suspended it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they put up the video of Rachel Dawes endorsing Harvey Dent. And they also put up a notice that they uh, they needed a donut supplier for the campaign. Okay. Because, as you know, they need a donut donor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If the volunteers are the life's blood of a campaign, then donuts are the life's blood of the volunteers, (laughs) Andrew. (laughs) Look, our campaign is going broke on all these donuts. If only we we could afford them, then we could take the White House. But (laughs) as we currently stand, oh boy. Uh... Citizens for Batman also updated with a message board uh, that people could not uh, could not uh, post in, but they could read all of the threads, um, which were mostly just like threads about Batman sightings, and it was like actively parodying one of the forums where like people went to to discuss the Batman arg, <laughs> um, and. Some of them were like, who is Batman? <laughs> and some of them were just like, favorite pizza topics? <laughs> Imagine putting together a forum for a for an ARG. <laughs> this board sucks. This board totally sucks. You people don't do anything but sit around and whine about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> who is Batman? Who is Batman? Is he an athlete? He could do incredible stuff. I don't think we should be asking who Batman is. It's a fair question. <laughs> Batman dude is right, I think. Batman is better mysterious. I want to know what gym he goes to. God. <laughs> B- 
Batman is a symbol. If we don't know who he is, then his power is greater. We live in a world where what we buy and what we see shapes who we are. Research shows that in cultures where there are large social divisions, divisions in wealth and divisions in culture like different religions and languages have much larger problems with crime than more homogenous societies. Batman exists in that chasm. He has no society and no culture. His choice of a costume makes him not us, since no culture or religion has ever dressed like him. His decision to take on animal aspects makes him even more mysterious and taps into very profound and mostly unconscious reactions from us. The same reactions that were evoked from the from the shaman of choice fairies whose very human eyes look out from us from the mask of a stag we are programmed to respond to batman's us not us status in powerful ways with fear if you expose the man behind the mask the power of the marginal status disappears and the man becomes just a guy in a weird suit he's a fucking billionaire (laughs) who beats up mentally ill people I just, I just love that the the creators of the arc were like, we're gonna make a forum that just like directly spoofs the the like comic book forum that talks about our uh-huh. arc. Yeah, we're gonna just directly, <laughs> we're gonna obliterate our own audience on live TV. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh my god. There was also one that was like, I got a picture, which had, like, a blurry, cryptid photo of, like, the Batmobile. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my, my favorite one is, uh, Batman or The Batman. Some people call him Batman, and some people call him The Batman. Which is it? It's just Batman. How do you know? Because I wouldn't call you the Thunder 880. If you refer to him as the Batman, it's like the way you talk about a kind of thing. Like you say, I give it to the dog. It's not like there are a whole bunch of Batmans. If we keep saying the Batman, what would we call him if we met him face to face? Sir. (laughs) (sighs) If you call him the Batman, it's the quickest way to know you're a cop. Exactly. Um, so aside from the, the forum, on April 9th, they also found that uh, logging into the secure internal documents page uh, as Glenn Barheight, who was uh, one of the internal affairs officers, uh, you could get into his webmail. Okay. Um, and he had kind of various emails from his wife and like other uh, people from the police department, including Frank Nataro, who he had been asking to meet apparently for the past couple of days. Um, And Frank was like, we can't meet like, uh, I, I can't go anywhere without like a bunch of different cops on my tail. Uh, Stop calling me on the phone. <laughs> Stop calling my Batman. <laughs> Stop calling my Batman. Um, and Barheight eventually said, like, look, I've been trying to get a hold of you all week. Uh, I need to know if the stuff you're saying about Harvey Dent is true. We need to talk about your partner and, like, the company he's been keeping. 
I I feel like you're a good guy, but if you don't help me out, like I'm gonna consider you part of the problem. Uh, I I don't want to go public at this one, like on this one. Meet me at the ferry, uh, at eight p.m. tonight, and this was on April 9th. Um, and uh, Frank Nutara said, "Fine, I'll meet you at the ferry." Um, on April 9th. Uh, at 8 p.m. when they were supposed to meet, uh, calling the system status uh, hotline for the ferry uh, got you a message that service on the ferry had been disrupted. Okay. And people were like, oh, maybe something went down. Uh, But then uh, the next day, Glenn's email updated and he had emailed Frank to say, "Uh, where were you last night? I took the next ferry like an idiot and you were a no-show. Did you get cold feet? The deal was clean, I swear. Okay. Uh, it was also found that uh, Joseph Candeloro had some new voicemails. Uh, he had a voicemail from the Iceman uh, saying that uh, Dent's approval ratings were in single digits because of Frank Notaro uh, testifying against him. Uh, Rossi had a new voicemail from Frank Nataro that said, call me now and listed a voice, uh, a phone number. Uh, from there, people got into Frank Nataro's, uh, voicemail and he had three different voicemails. Uh, one from Rossi just saying to call him, uh, one from Barheight saying to call him and one from his partner, uh, saying, hey, we're not in danger. Like, nobody's going to kill a cop in Gotham. Uh, <laughs> we just got to be careful, and nobody needs to go into hiding or anything. <laughs> <clears throat> and then on April 13th, uh, Harvey Dent's live-streamed press conference was scheduled. Uh, for 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but three hours... So three hours before that, uh, the site updated uh, just to tell everyone, uh, like, hey, just a reminder, uh, this press conference is going to be streamed today. Um, also, we're moving our campaign headquarters uh, for circumstances beyond our control. <laughs> Uh, but at 3 p.m., instead of a press conference, uh, the live feed uh, updated, which was like a little flash widget, uh, updated with police officers discussing a hostage situation. Uh, Frank Nataro had taken a woman hostage at Rossi's Deli. Shit. Uh, and was demanding witness protection for himself and his family. Okay. Uh, and then... Her- as the police were attempting to negotiate with him, uh, Harvey Dent arrived and exchanged himself for the hostage. Um, after that, he walked out peacefully with Notaro, uh, and Notaro was arrested. Is that something that's referenced in the movie or happens in the movie? I don't think it happens in the movie. It might so be that sounds really familiar for some reason. Yeah. 
Um, and the and the website was updated that said like today's press conference was unexpectedly canceled due to a hostage crisis. Uh, Harvey Dent entered the premises and negotiated the successful release of the restaurant patrons. Good work, Harvey. I believe in Harvey Dent. Yeah, good job, Harvey. Um, other stuff that happened on April thirteenth. Uh, a bunch of the news sites were updated about the hostage situation, uh, including uh, Made an Avenue Report and uh, Concerned Citizens for a Better Gotham. Uh, Dana Worthington site was also updated. Rossi's Delicatessen site uh, updated. And you could call their phone number and actually talk to a real person only for that day. Uh, Concerned Citizens for Better Gotham uh, updated to talk about uh, a meeting that they had and uh, how Frank Notaro was there and stood up to Harvey Dent's machine of intimidation and brutality and like conspicuously didn't say anything about the fact that he like took hostages (laughs) at the local deli. Um, Joseph Candeloro's voicemail, or Rossi's voicemail, uh, updated, uh, with a conversation between Rossi and Notaro, um, apparently, uh, prior to the hostage situation that happened, uh, he said, like, he was going to his, uh, his partner's house uh to wait for him and that they uh were gonna get out of there and they were gonna like stop dealing with the mob uh and then there was an explosion in the background okay uh that and you could hear notaro being like Oh God! My partner like killed his entire family with a bomb. Jesus. Uh, there was also a message in Candelora's voicemail that from the Iceman that was like, "We should have car bombed Harvey Dent when we had the chance." <laughs> Um, and I think, uh, Glenn Barheights, yeah, Glenn Barheights webmail was also updated with more stuff from, uh, Frank Notaro saying, like, oh, my partner died in that, like, explosion, what the hell is going on? Uh, I knew I couldn't trust internal affairs to keep my family safe. I'm going to Rossi's Deli to take care of Candelora myself. Don't try to stop me. So it it was established that like Notaro had basically gone to the deli to try and take care of Candeloro, but Candeloro like hadn't been there, so he just like took a bunch of hostages for no reason. <laughs> uh April fifteenth, uh Glenn had some new emails. Uh, revealing basically that everyone who had been who had called into Rossi's Deli 
uh, had been recorded and were collected in a file on the GCPD website. Uh, a lot of them were, like, people calling in to, like, try and actually order food <laughs> to, like, start a dialogue with the receptionist. <laughs> uh, someone had asked, like, hey, do you see any, like, police officers in there? Or, like, um, I think the website had referenced that they were, like, having a party for Mary Braidup, who is the wife of, like, the the corrupt cop who had gotten shot. Uh, They were like, hey, is, like, Mary Braidup there? And the receptionist was like, yeah, she is. Um, Like, do you have a, a message? Uh, that you want me to leave for her or whatever and people are like no 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 just like it, it, tell her I'm sorry for her loss uh, and uh, here's my my order uh, and then at the end of one of the calls you could like hear uh, Frank Notaro uh, come in with like a gun and the call gets cut off hmm. uh, several of the websites were also updated uh, to reveal that Mary Braidup had been killed in the hostage situation, uh, but she had not been uh, the woman who Frank Notaro was holding hostage. Uh, there was a message from Harvey Dent about the hostage situation um, saying that uh, Frank Notaro was now talking to the police about mob involvement in the smear campaign against Harvey Dent. Uh, Dana Worthington's website updated talking about the hostage exchange saying that uh, Mary Braidup had died during it and uh, TressGarcetti.com also updated with the headline Dent's crazed media mad crusade against good cops kills Mary Braidup after killing her husband GPD officer Carl Braidup (laughs) okay bam uh, and there was also a new message on Joseph Candelora's phone revealing that he had planned to skip town. All right. Or was planning to skip town. Uh, he had a voice note from the Iceman that said, look, you can't just disappear. The papers will destroy you if they can't talk to you. We got to stick together. Everything will be fine if we just stick together. April 16th, uh, the Maiden Avenue Report website updated with new uh, tabloid stuff. Uh, Woman weeps at emotional press conference. Thanks Harvey Dent through tears. GPD, Crace Smear Cop, wanted protection for his family. Harvey Dent rescues woman held hostage by Smear Cop. Uh, It also talked about that there was a second victim uh, from the hostage exchange uh, who was in critical condition. Uh, It talked about how the uh, hostage exchange probably uh, had saved Dent's campaign and also that the woman that he had saved was possibly a Garcetti uh, supporter. Okay. Uh, April 18th, uh, people who submitted their phone number to the Harvey Dent campaign uh, were called to take a survey that w- that attacked Harvey Dent. Uh, if you typed in uh, a certain code that people had gotten from 
the Citizens for a Better Gotham email, or not email, website. Uh, there was, they found a secret message in the source code of Citizens for a Better Gotham that said access 164938. Um, if you typed that in during the anti-Harvey like Harvey Dent poll, uh, you would get a secret message in the phone uh, on the phone that said, guys, if you're listening to this message, it's all gone to hell. We got a rat somewhere, but the boss ain't forgetting about you. He wants you to travel a little, see the world, get some sun, stay out of Gotham while the heat's on. You done good, you can be proud of yourself. Don't get pinched, and uh, we'll bring you back when it's all good. <laughs> uh, and the Citizens for Better Gotham uh, site had updated with a message from the webmaster... Uh, that said, you may be wondering why I haven't updated the site uh, recently. Well, you wouldn't either if you were facing legal actions like slander charges and defamation of character accusations. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford to get sued for hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially now that everyone who supported the site is unavailable or can't remember they had anything to do with the site. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah so all of the like the the dirty cops that were part of concerned citizens were getting out of gotham they were told to just leave um and the webmaster of the site was like well that's weird that they're doing that okay did they all go down into the cop tunnel (laughs) um also on april 18th everyone who had gotten the phone call from jim gordon uh got a follow-up email uh, saying uh, that basically it was time. Uh, They'd been struggling with corruption in the Gotham PD and it was time to take action. Uh, We have a group of offenders that need to be apprehended, but they're leaving the city. But uh, a criminal informant such as yourself could tell us about their whereabouts. I'll contact you next week and uh, we're going to like figure this out basically. <laughs> there was a new message on Joseph Candelero's answering machine uh, that said, Giuseppe, it's me, Iceman. Wherever you are, make sure those cops disappear. I think we can pull this thing out, but the cops must never be found. <laughs> um, and... On April 23rd, there was a follow-up email from Commissioner Gordon uh, about Operation Slipknot, which was the operation to stop uh, all of the dirty cops from leaving the city. Uh, It took them to a website that had mugshots of all of the dirty cops um, who had been issued arrest warrants, and it told the... uh, And everyone, I think, was assigned one specific officer to, like, if you clicked on them, it had details about who they were. Uh, it, and then they had to call the Gotham Intercontinental Hotel and tell them that they were that officer and give their uh, reference number and say that their travel plans had changed. Uh, so a package that was being held for them had to be forwarded as soon as possible. Uh, They had to give their mailing address and they were told that a package would be overnighted to them. Hmm. Okay. 
and after every uh, after every person had done that for every cop on the website, uh, a pop-up came up that said, uh, Excellent work. Good work. It looks like all of the packages have been intercepted. Our informants should be receiving this critical evidence early tomorrow morning. GPD needs the information in the packages to be uploaded as soon as it is received. Time is of the essence. Do not let these suspects escape the long arm of Gotham City Justice at the last minute. Upload this information immediately. Hmm. Uh, and there was a little submit thing that said, uh, if you've received a package, enter any pertinent intel on your subject here, the confirmation number of their ticket, the last name of the alias they're traveling under, and the city they're flying to. If everything checks out, we'll forward it so that the appropriate action can be taken. Okay. Uh, so this was April 23rd. Um, on April 24th, uh, the packages began to be received, which is pretty quick. Um, April 23rd, also, uh, Joseph Candelaro got another uh, voicemail from the Iceman that said, uh, Giuseppe, it's me, the Iceman. I'm not going down alone, Giuseppe. That's not a threat. It's a promise. Giuseppe, it's um, me, the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> these are all definitely real names yeah uh april 24th um the website updated to say operation slipknot uh within the last 24 hours many of your colleagues intercepted packages intended for the 30 fugitives pictured here these informants are now receiving this critical evidence. Major Crimes Unit is now standing by. We need the information in these packages to be uploaded as soon as it is received. We will process the information and implement our final appreh- apprehension plans by 6pm. Uh, and so the package that was received uh, was a FedEx envelope containing a uh, each corresponding officer's driver's license, uh, a foreign language book for that officer's destination, a joker card, a cell phone, uh, and an itinerary, as well as some bearer bonds from the uh, Gotham National Bank. Uh, It also had a letter from uh, Joseph Candeloro that said, I hope you get this package before heading to the airport because it contains valuable resources that will help on your vacation. Remember, stay out of sight until further notice. Who knows how long it will be before we can get Dent out of the picture and bring some order back to Gotham. Hmm. And so everyone who got one of those uploaded the information into the website of the Major Crimes Unit. And at 6 p.m., the homepage was updated to say, Excellent work. It looks like we're close to apprehending all suspects. Please stand by. And then at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, uh, it updated to say, Operation Slipknot is complete. Even though three suspects remain at large, your work represents a huge step forward in cleaning up our beloved city. These fugitives are being arrested, (laughs) handcuffed, and extradited back to Gotham for prosecution. Mission accomplished. Uh, We missed a couple guys. But we definitely were done. <laughs> we finished it. Uh, good work all around. I'm sure they'll turn themselves in. Uh, good work, team. <laughs> we did it, everybody. Uh, and after that, uh, every time, every uh, apprehended 
officer on the website, if you clicked on them, it also had a report of how they were caught and arrested. (laughs) And then uh, also a bunch of people got uh, calls from Jim Gordon uh, congratulating them on the successful operation. They also received text messages uh, from human resources at whysoserious.com that said, I wouldn't worry about Gordon. It's all part of the plan, which led them to whysoserious.com slash it's all part of the plan. Okay. uh, Which had uh, a countdown to April 28th and... uh, different like jokerized portraits of political figures like uh abraham lincoln george washington john f kennedy grover cleveland benjamin franklin etc and so (laughs) forth uh and there was also a joker card stuck to the wall and if you clicked on it it led you to a new poster for the dark knight okay on the next day april 25th uh Every portrait had updated with instructions to meet at certain coordinates. Uh, It linked to Google Maps uh, of those coordinates, and it had a certain time that people were supposed to meet there on Monday, April 28th. Uh, It said, gather with 300 of your closest friends at this exact spot. You'll need to be in contact with a partner in crime who has online access to relay your instructions once you're there. These instructions will give you the trail to follow, but be sure to look both ways while crossing the street. We wouldn't want you to make an unscheduled visit to the ER. Okay. Uh, And the locations were Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Toronto, Chicago, Dallas, Kansas City, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sao Paulo, and London. Uh, And as each countdown uh, reached zero for the 28th, um, every portrait, uh, so every portrait corresponded to a certain city and each of those updated with instructions for the online buddies to give to their partners on the ground, uh, who would then give them numerical answers, uh, requested in the clues. So for example, one of the London clues, uh, was... Up the stairs, prepare for battle. You'll be greeted with open arms. On the island, discover those who died in war and divide by the women who surround them. Okay. And then 30 minutes into the game, uh, each portrait could be clicked to reveal a safe that required a six-digit combination. So basically, the people on the ground had to figure out these clues, relay the numbers, and then the people... Uh, doing the stuff on the website could eventually use those numbers to open the safe and get a note from the Joker, uh, which had a final clue uh, to help the people on the ground find a contact. Uh, And once they got there, they received a Joker card and a raffle ticket, and they were led into a theater and given a private showing of a new theatrical trailer for The Dark Knight. It's very funny that your uh, reward is a commercial for the thing that you're already playing in a commercial for. Yeah. Uh, and one uh, participant in each city uh, was randomly chosen in a raffle to receive a film reel uh, that had a vandalized version of the trailer uh, done by the Joker on it. That's cool. Yeah. 
San Francisco's safe also had another note in it. Uh, it had a 26 square grid in it uh, that was that represented the 26 letters of the alphabet and each J on there represented a letter uh, and they were matched up to the different J's that appeared in each city's safe notes and when they were unscrambled the letters spelled sitting ducks okay and from there people found whysoserious.com slash sitting ducks uh, which had a duck shooting game on it. <laughs> uh, it had three rows of blue and yellow ducks, uh, and it was eventually found that the ducks represented binary code, uh, with blue ducks being one and yellow ducks being zero. Okay. The first row said, to win, shoot. The second row said, only row two. And the third row said, uh, yellow, blue, blue, yellow, 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 blue, blue, yellow, blue, blue, yellow. Uh, okay. Which is basically just telling you what combination of ducks to shoot in row two. Sure. And when you completed that pattern, the game stopped and you got a pop-up that said you win. And clicking on that led to whysoserious.com slash happy trails, which uh, displayed a Gotham Times classified ad for film projectors and promised to update on Sunday. Which led people to be like, oh, okay, we're going to get the new trailer that people saw online on Sunday. And they did. Cool. Yeah. And also the Jokerized trailers started to be uploaded to YouTube around the same time. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, May 4th was the second theatrical trailer went up. Uh, May 7th several of the websites updated uh gothampolice.com updated blah, 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 blah. uh they added a general info page with a safety alerts section uh, about neighborhood watch associations uh gotham city rail updated uh and they talked about uh the purchase of 45 hybrid buses in fulfillment of the clean Gotham plan <laughs> uh, and that there would be a 25 cent fare increase to go into effect in September. Uh, Joseph Candeloro's website updated uh, that said uh, it his like little blurb about his law operation change to say, in a highly emotional time, we work to be the voice of reason and to avoid litigation whenever possible. Sometimes there is no option but the courts. We are strong and capable advocates for our clients. Hmm. Uh, his phone had also been uh, updated to have an automated message that said the number you have reached cannot be reached as it is currently outside the service area. Okay. Uh, and the Internal Affairs uh, Gotham website had updated to have some statistics of Internal Affairs' work, uh, including vehicular pursuits, deaths in custody, or allegations or complaints of misconduct involving the Gotham Police Department. Okay. Can't imagine the cops would act bad. <laughs> 
Uh, on May 27th, uh, the Joker phone holders got a text message saying that their prepaid phone plan had been extended for another period of time. Uh, so yeah, so June 9th, uh, everyone with a Joker phone gets a text that says, Okay, clowns, are you ready for some laughs? And if you reply yes, uh, you got a message that said, You put a smile on my face. Hope you're not superstitious. Hmm. Uh, which people thought was an allusion to that there was a Friday the 13th coming up. And that they would probably get some new uh, Joker information then. Cool. And uh, they got a bunch of other stuff as well on June 9th that we are going to talk about next time. Okay. Because this is a very long ARG. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we look at this wiki and there's like, it's not super long. It's not a long page. But everything on it is so dense yeah there's 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 like a shocking density to this a lot of stuff per stuff (laughs) yeah all right well we will pick up with june and july the last two months where things really start popping off uh starting next month or starting next episode which i guess is well no by the time this comes out it's not next month um time's weird uh in that case uh do we want to get into recommendations yes that that. didn't sound super confident did you have something else you wanted to do no i was i was trying to remember what my recommendation for this week was (laughs) i was like oh no did i have one i do though (laughs) uh well in that case what's your what's your recommendation this week martin uh, my recommendation for this week is, uh, you and I talked about this a, a little bit, um, just the other day, um, but, uh, the Tin Can Brothers, who are, like, mm. a YouTube production company that is associated with Starkid, it has a lot of the same people, are making a web series, uh, called Wayward Guide for the Untrained Eye, which is a short form like youtube web series about uh these two podcast hosts who are twins who go to investigate this like small town uh that has a bunch of like weird secrets because they this guy who is like running for i think city council uh comes to them and is like i think my like the people in my town are trying to murder me um and they kind of get into investigating the town uh but it also has a podcast that runs simultaneously to it that is the podcast that the main characters are making (laughs) um and i it is a very fun kind of like multimedia project uh i like all of the like star kid actors and producers a lot i think it's a really tight series i think the first like three episodes are out on youtube um so and i i don't know completely what their release schedule is i think it's week oh it comes out uh every tuesday okay is what it is so to watch this do i watch an episode listen to a podcast watch an episode listen to a podcast or is it more staggered than that um i think it's you can basically consume it any way you want to so like you can listen to the entire podcast and then go watch the whole thing or you can go watch the whole thing and listen to the entire podcast or you can stagger it okay um it's essentially, I think, meant to to be, like, you can 
listen or watch only one part of it and like you don't necessarily need the context of the other part to like get the story that's going on interesting um but the two parts definitely like inform each other that's really cool it is really cool um i'm excited to see where they go with it hell yeah yeah, no, I know I like those folks a lot. Uh, a lot of them made the thing that we pitched at the, the top of the episode, the the guy who yeah. didn't like musicals. So if you watched that, you'll see some friendly faces. Yeah, um, and I know that like YouTube web series are kind of like a crapshoot as far as like their quality mm-hmm. and like especially horror ones. But like this one is really good. And uh, you should watch it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's hard to tell people. No, trust me. It's a it's a musical on YouTube, um, but I swear it's like mic'd well, and you can hear things and like <laughs> all those things. Are just like no, no, no. It's a it's a recording of a show, but trust me, it's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like and and Wayward Guide is like professionally filmed and stuff, and it's really good, and I'm enjoying it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Cool. I need to. I need to check that out. I forgot the name, and then I have just not done the Google search of new show Star Kid people are doing. Awesome. I need to check yeah. that out. I and I know on uh, on on uh, the Star Kid channel, they're also doing a bunch of like, uh, like script reads for like mini horror stories set in the universe of the guy who didn't like musicals, which I'm also enjoying. I've only listened to like one so far because they're really long. And they're doing like two per episode, so I've I've only listened to one, which was basically like half an episode. Um, but they're also very good. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean the the production quality is obviously less than Wayward Guide because it's just like a, a script reading that they're doing over Zoom. Sure, but it's it's still like it's good. That sounds like, really it's cool. Enjoyable. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I need to actually check those out. You sent me a link the other day, and I need to find the time. Oh, it's good. They have like one of their uh their music people does like live soundtracking for it. Oh, cool. That's really so neat. He's just like in Yeah, he's just like in one of the Zoom windows like with his keyboard <laughs> doing live music. Awesome. Uh well, hell yeah. Uh my recommendation this week um So, we we talked about our charity stream that we're doing at the beginning of the episode and don't lose sight of that but my recommendation is a different <laughs> charity stream that's going to be happening the week after ours um don't give to them as much as to us but you should be aware <laughs> that <laughs> uh desert bus for hope is a uh charity event that i really love every year um there's an internet sketch group called Loading Ready Run that um, basically has turned a cha- has made a charity event out of um, it started as like three guys in one of their apartments playing uh, what is the worst video game of all time, uh, which is Desert Bus, a mini game on a pen and teller video game um, that is a you are driving a bus from. Uh, Las Vegas to Tucson, Arizona. It takes eight hours uh, there and then eight hours back. The game is in real time and the bus slightly drifts to the left. So you have to correct it every once in a while. That's the extent of gameplay that exists in this game. Um, But 
they have turned a charity stream of doing that into um a a thing that raises money for child's play every year um last year they raised eight hundred thousand dollars uh they basically work on a system of they pay a dollar for the first hour and then every hour that they have to play this game after that takes an extra like seven percent um and compound interest is a jerk um the charity stream itself is a lot of fun they get a lot of people together um they take requests from the chat they uh, just do all sorts of fun stuff. They're an online comedy troupe, so they've got all sorts of um, just costumes and props and just stuff that you have around your office if you're a comedy troupe, um, where they do all sorts of weird scenes that they'll act out and stuff like that. Um, they'll take pitches from the chat, basically like busking on the internet to raise money for Child's Play. Um, it's a lot of fun, a really great time, and it's a uh, it's something that is a highlight of my year every year. Um, so I would definitely recommend they are starting, um, in 16 days from now. Hold on. What's the actual date? Uh, Friday, November 13th <laughs> at 10 a.m. PST. So one EST. Um, but yeah, uh, November 13th. If you need something to watch twitch.tv slash desert bus, uh, it's where I will be. It's one of my favorite events of the year. Hell yeah. But don't use that as an excuse to not watch our extra live stream, which you should do the weekend before. I guess two weekends before. The third. No, the seventh. Hold on. The third is the election. Do what you will for that. Our <laughs> event is the seventh. Uh, the seventh. Yes. And this episode comes out on the fifth. So uh, that's when you are now. Unless you're listening to this later. I don't know when you are in that case. This got away from me. Should we wrap this up, Marn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can find us. Well, I guess blah, blah, blah. if you want to get a hold of us, we are together on Twitter at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us individually. I am AC Sherman writes. I am at Corpse Survivors. And if you want to support the show, you can do so. Uh, we have our Patreon. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. If you want to make our mistakes. Otherwise, you can go to Patreon and search for the Argonauts podcast. Um, we are doing a second side show now, uh, that's going to be a little bit delayed with planning for extra life, but you'll have a podcast coming to you pretty soon about, um, we're going to review the game of national treasure. Uh, we'll see what we think of that (laughs) ARG and how replayable it is. The game of national treasure. (laughs) Um, you know, famous game national treasure yeah famous arg national treasure which kicked off when nicholas cage stole the declaration of independence um you'll hear our review of that game coming up pretty soon um otherwise other ways you can support the show the best way to support us is by leaving a review um in apple podcasts or uh, i think apple Podcasts is the best one google podcast also is good for reviews i think spotify does reviews wherever you listen to us if you want to review us, um, that would be great. It helps us a lot and helps separate us from the pack. Um, but yeah, I think that is going to do it for us. So until next time, well, that's Hargs, baby. God damn it. I had to sneak one in. <laughs> Hey, DJ.
Give me a Home Depot style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew. What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled Don't Listen to My Dad. The Lin-Manuel Miranda Epic Rap Battles of Mystery podcast. What if we call it The Podcast Minds? There but for the grace of pod go we. And it comes out every Friday. <laughs> Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons here. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs>